This is Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back here on Monday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, this is one of the different shows that we do, one of many shows that we try to do. Of course, we have the Daf show, the Daf Sheer. We have the Pirkei Sheer show. We have the Parsha show, Sheer. And we have the OT show and Sheer. And, of course, this radio show, which used to be life. Different ways to hear the different ideas that we try to go about and different methods. We try to help people and reach people in this life. Thanks to Hashem, we try to go about that. You can join the Tani Talks podcast WhatsApp group if you're interested. Feel free to email me at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com for questions, comments, or anything related to this radio show or Sheer Enjoyment Radio at all sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com she or enjoyment radio at gmail.com like a great sheer but it's also sheer enjoyment this is radio.co's platform you too can make an easily accessible easily set up radio station and of course you can listen to us on the iphone app you can listen to us on the google play app sheer enjoyment radio or on the channel on Naki Radio. You could also listen at the streamer link, and you could also listen at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302 is our number. You could call us, and you could get on, especially if you email us and comment to us. That's the best way to reach out. I mean, the, the Gmail channel as well while we're here, and we'd be happy to have you join us. This is Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.com. So every other week we like to do an actual shiur, and on the other weeks we like to do topics to keep it real radio-based. So what we do on those weeks is we try to find different things that could appeal to people, at least that appeal to myself, that I could talk about for that hour or so. And you're welcome to join us again. Email us at radio at gmail.com. A lot of times, a lot of times in our lives, especially when we get the day done when we get our tasks done for the day we finally plop on the couch and we're like about to be zonked and we're about to be out cold for the day and the question is you know once you get those things done and the kids are in bed and you're in the house and you're around what can you do with your time what can you do with your ability to use the time especially if you have a spouse or especially if you're in an apartment with other people with friends what can we do? And the question is, so if you're bored, you, you got your learning done for the day, you got your Seder done for the day, and you want to unwind and you want to rest and relax, of course, Torah, of course, is the best, best thing to do, but every person needs to recharge, needs to rejuvenate. Some people watch this or that, some people involved in this or that, but a simple solution, a simple way to get about that is to think about a simple answer in life. I don't know if you've heard, but... If you're bored, get yourself some board games. Board games are anything but boring. They are awesome. Growing up, I used to play them all the time. Even once married, many times throughout the years, we've gotten different board games and actually played them. From an OT perspective, I'm an occupational therapist by trade. I say... Board games are excellent, especially when they have those little pieces, especially when it has those components, those fine motor capabilities. I really like those kind of board games, and I think of different ones we'll talk about in a little bit, different examples of some famous board games. We want them to have little pieces. We want them to have fine motor components to encourage 
fine motor abilities, especially for little kids, especially for other people in general, of the fingers and the hands and the like for kids and adults. It's especially cool when there's a spinner as well in the game or a toggle board or a pusher, like in some games. That's really good to have as well. I also like the tiny options, oftentimes in my own practice. Oftentimes for myself, especially in the summer, we just finished summer school, Baruch Hashem, where we worked that extra six weeks in the summer. District 75, Children of Special Needs. I like those travel size editions, otherwise known as the grab-and-go versions of games. They have it for Monopoly, they have it for Battleship, they have it for Hungry Hippos, and they have it for many different things. They have it for Connect 4. I love those little versions. And then there's also the jumbo versions, life-size versions that I think are fantastic as well. Getting the whole proprioceptive situation, the whole body involved, the whole person involved. Like Jumbo Sorry, my wife bought a couple of months ago or a year or so ago at this point it takes up half the living room it's fantastic especially cool when it's life-size i've seen life-size connect four i've seen life-size chess and all these different very cool games that are life-size you literally get the whole body involved in the game and life-size twister twister itself of course involves the whole body but there are different aspects of different games that can be really good I really, really like when it has the small components, when it has the fine motor elements from an OT perspective that's really good for kids and families alike. It was also a movement. I remember growing up, I don't know if you felt the same way, any any aspect of any show or any topic that speaks to you, you could always let us know at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Easily email us, comment us, chat us, and we could easily put you on the air live to speak to us as well at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. So growing up, I don't know if you saw this, but there was something called the family game night. It was like a movement. It was like a thing, a fad, trying to get families involved to sit down and play a different board game together, a game that would work for everybody, the little kids, the older kids, the adults, something for everyone, something that everyone could be involved in because... Even back then, everyone had their own lives, everyone had their own things they had to take care of, and, and everybody would jump away from the table right after dinner. And who's to say that every family even has dinner night, which is so sad, but really you should have dinner together every night. And that's another thing we talked about in another episode, how important it is to unplug, to replug putting those cell phones away, putting the smartphones and smart devices in some bin and having real dinner with the people around you, disconnecting to reconnecting to the people around you. But after that dinner, which for you know little kids, we have very little kids in the house, Baruch Hashem, from seven years old to baby, they can have such an attention span. Although sometimes one of my kids, the oldest, he sits and eats nicely a lot of times. But the other ones, the three-year-old, the five-year-old, and of course the baby, they can't sit and focus for so long. They can't sit at the table. When they run, where are they running to? What are you going to do? And if you have older kids that just don't have the patience, uh, ah, are we done already, Mom? Are we done, Dad? Can I go? Can I go check in with my uh, Fortnite or my this or my that, whatever the games is popular nowadays? But a solution would be after the dinner is over and, and homework is done, before they're going to go to bed for the night and get ready for changing into the bedtime routine, what about playing a board game of kids that are old enough? Obviously, I'm not talking about the four, five, six, seven year olds eight-year-olds even, but once we're at that older stage, it's really nice to have the family game night. Oftentimes, people do a game together on Shabbos, on Friday night or on Shabbos day, especially when the kids get older. Obviously, many people do, do play different games and do different things on Shabbos itself, and of course, it's nice when there are 
different aspect to, to different papers and different newsletters when there are kosher comics and kosher Jewish stories that you can read together and, and different fun tasks and, and ideas that are in the elements as well. But it's really a good thing to have a family game night throughout the week. And there are different reasons to do so. And there are different components of why it's important to do so. In fact, WNYChildren.org points out that playing board games is great for children for many reasons besides the obvious that it's fun to play games age-appropriate games can help children to think strategically it brings to mind the idea of the game stratego from strategy to solve problems creatively to work on pattern recognition and build simple math skills they also help children develop social skills such as following rules taking turns and graceful winning or losing how often have you seen on the field and off the field we talked about sportsmanship the other week but how often do we see that there are kids that are such sore losers that really are just not good at losing and don't know how to take a loss and don't know how to deal with things in life how are they going to deal with anything in life you know, something doesn't go their way or they're, they're finding difficulty at work or finding difficulty in their life in college. How are they going to deal with any setback if they can't, as a kid, even handle not taking turns and not winning and not sharing toys? Obviously, I see this with my kids and with students in general. It's very difficult for them to do so. But getting them involved in these things, especially in board games, taking turns and understanding I can't always win, someone else will win, is really something good for them to learn. Additionally, a family game night provides an opportunity for children to bond with siblings, to bond with parents, to bond with family members, as well as peers. It can promote tradition building and establish a fun routine. So if you grew up with a family game night, I'd love to hear it at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. She or enjoymentradio at gmail.com. Drop us a message, send us an email, let us know. We're happy to hear and put you on as well. But it's really a wonderful thing throughout the week or even on the weekend to be able to do so to play a game. And you can make up a game too. The other day, the kids were sitting around the table and I was taking care of different things. And, you know, I, w- I went up to the attic to get some paper for them to, to write with or color with. And while I was up there, I saw. I got a, a, a book-slash-board-slash-game a couple of years ago for students, and it just has been sitting in the attic. So I took it out, and I brought it for the kids, and lo and behold, there's a, a little board. It's not actually a game. It's just a board of a, of a forest-looking kind of a thing with a path, and it has Mickey Mouse characters, very cute little characters of very nice size for my for my kids, like one to two inches in size, and they're they're like not plastic but not rubber but they're very good material and the kids were having a blast we made up a story where this guy is jumping into the water and this and that it's not even a real board game but you could still get those fine motor components you could still pretend that it's a game you could still have them play and have fun and of course they're fighting over who could be mickey who could be Minnie? who could be pluto excuse me and then there was a bad guy. What's the name of this bad guy, Abba? Hebrew for dad. What's his name? I don't know his name. I make it up all the time. Half the time with parenting, I don't know if you feel this as well. Half the time with parenting, we're making up answers. You know, we go as we go, we go as we, as we go. That's Mr. Goomba. He's not a nice guy. Oh, no, Abba. What did Mr. Goomba do? Did the police get him? Did they put him in jail? 
Yes, they put him in jail, son. Yes, they did. Don't worry. Mr. Goomba is not going to bother you. In fact, later on that day, they took Mr. Goomba, which is like this big character from Mickey Mouse, and they threw him in the sink. <laughs> they put him in the sink. I don't like Mr. Goomba. We put him in jail. We wanted him in the sink. We wanted him to be out of sight. So, interesting how it could be that you could establish that as a game and you could establish that in your life as well. Living Well Mom points out that you've heard about Family Game Night. It's when everyone sits down to enjoy a good old board game together. But it's so much more than that. Family Game Night can be amazing for the family in the house. For the mom, for the dad, for the kids. Family, why? There are many different reasons and we have different websites to prove out different aspects of the benefits of it. Of course, from a Torah perspective, we want it to be that the Ahava, the love that, that we have for for the spouses, for the kids, is, is generated in a place, in a way that really could be a fun time for all and, and a, rather, a really wonderful way of all. We want to have within our own immediate nuclear family as well. It really can bring everyone together. Lahavdal, number one, at the website points out, Family Game Night brings everyone together. With busy lifestyles, it's more essential than ever to be intentional about what's important, not haphazard, not accidental about what's important, but intentional about what's important, spending time together as a family. With your immediate nuclear family especially, it's important, it should be one of those goals that you should sit down and you eat the meal together and you do game night. That should be something that should be the goal, but it's not always so easy. In a culture where everyone is running from everything, from one activity to another, to another. Family game night is a great way to purposefully set aside family time and fun family time at that. It's fun to sit down and play a game. In fact, my son brought up a game. There's something that we have in our house called the game closet. It's like a makeshift closet. Somehow, some way, in our basement, very interestingly, they let a little area in the back. It was not closed off with a wall, but it is like a little indentation so you could fit like two shelves. I fit uh, two stackable shelves on one side and then a, a small stackable on the bottom right and then a little three three shelf thing on top of that. I put up a, sh- a shower rod and then I put up a curtain and I, voila, I made it into a closet. I call that for the kids the game closet. On the left side, three of the shelves out of four, there's two on top and two on bottom. Three out of those shelves are actually where the games are. So now my, my kids know, oh, that's where the games are kept. That's where Abba keeps the games in the basement, in the clo- in the game closet. So my son knows to go, and now he's getting more comfortable going up and downstairs by himself in the basement. I didn't let him until recently when he's older, and he really couldn't understand it. So he goes and he takes up a game, and he says, "Dad, can we play this game?" I, Abba, really? He says, "Abba, can we play this game?" Which is Hebrew for dad. And he says, "Rummy cub." And I try to teach him how to play this game. You have to have, you know, three, three. Of this set to go out of three of this set, you have to have the run where it's one, two, three, or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and you have to have three of the same number in different colors. A little hard for kids to understand it, but we try them, and then my other son comes, and the other daughter comes, and she wants to throw the tiles all over the place. But that's an, a makeshift way, and then the wife could come too and bring the baby too. It's really a way to bring everyone together. You have to be intentional in life about what's important. They say you make time for what's important, especially when it comes to the nuclear family in your house. How can you go about that? Sitting down and taking care of something together. The other week we watched a movie together, intentionally watching a kid's movie. Sometimes for us parents it's difficult to watch these kids' movies, but when it's a movie like Toy Story, not a problem. A movie like Sing 2, 
not a problem. Very enjoyable. Encanto, not a problem. Different movies are very interesting, you know, from Disney and Pixar and whatnot. So that's intentional time together, making it intentional. A lot of times the past few days, the days have been beautiful outside. We went outside and we... we we had some uh, roller coaster time. We have one of these toys where there's a little ramp and they go down the ramp. And then there's the, the cozy, cozy Coop cars. One of the best finds we had over the past few years was we saw someone giving away three of these Cozy Coop cars for like 50 bucks. It's these cars that these kids use between ages of like three and six or seven when they're small enough. And the car is self-propelled with your feet. And then you close it, and they each got a car. So my daughter has the green one, and my son has a red one, and the red one broke, so my mom got a different one. And they have it, and they use it outside, and they're pretending to go to the gas station. She got us a gas station thing where they fill it up, too. It's in t- intentional use of time. Intentional spending time together. Fun family time using board games as well. Number two, family game night gets everyone off of screen time. All of us are guilty of that. Whether you like to watch the news all night or whether you like to watch and binge shows all night or whether you have your dramas or your crimes or your superhero shows or whatever, whatever your thing is, whatever you're, you're binge-watching cat videos on YouTube or you're binging-watching videos of, of Shiram instead of neglecting your other capabilities. Of course, Tor is wonderful, 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 but everything has to be in balance. We want to make sure that we have to get off of that screen time. There's nothing wrong with a little time spent watching TV or playing games on the computer, game console, or tablet for the kids as adults, but too much of anything is not good. The very famous phrase, too much of a good thing is not good. If it's going to neglect your other capabilities in life, if it's going to neglect what you need to do in life, that's not good. If your wife is desperate for you to help, and you say, I need just another 15 minutes of, of reading this, another 20 minutes of reading this, another 20 minutes of reading that, and each successive minute, she's getting more and more angry at you, it's not good to be involved in that. Learn when she's sleeping. Learn when the kids are sleeping or catch up with, on this and that. You want to catch up on your work messages, not when you're at home and, you, and they need your help. Too much of a good thing is not good. Family game night is a great way to get the family to turn off the electronics together. Take the phones and the smartphones and the smart devices and the tablets. Put them in a cubby away from the general table. Put them in the in the drawer away from the table. Everyone comes and sits down at the table. In our house on the first floor, we have the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen. At the dining table, everybody could sit down, put all the devices in one of the drawers, put it out of sight, and sit down. Unplug to replug, disconnect to reconnect. Make sure that everyone is sitting together. Take away those electronics together. There won't be any arguing, well, he's still on the computer when the whole family is playing a game together, when the whole family has to disconnect. And you know what? With time, your kids will realize there's a lot of fun beyond screen time. Screen time is not necessary. It hasn't been around for a long time. You don't need this screen time. You can get away from the screen time. When the whole family is playing a game together, there's a lot of fun capable beyond the screen time. Number three, from Living Well Mom. Family game night teaches good sportsmanship. We had a whole discussion the other day, the other week, about sportsmanship be a good sport the winning losing aspect is one of the pros and cons of game night it's not easy to teach disappointed children to be kind when they've lost or excited winners when when they've lost or excited winners not to gloat but it's an important life lesson that they won't necessarily learn on the soccer field 
I've been amazed at how upset some of my children have gotten over losing a game, but I realized this was more reason we needed to continue. It's much better for kids to learn this lesson now when they're young. How's it going to be later on when they join a sports team or if they want to go on hockey or basketball or baseball and they cannot handle losing? Have you ever met those children that cannot handle losing? But I don't want this. They start throwing the bat and they start pouncing the ground and they start throwing a tantrum when they're not the two, three, four year old age anymore and they're tantruming. I demand. It reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when you have the that person, that very spoiled kid, and eventually I think she's blown up as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Whatever her name is, I can't remember. But these kids at a young age, if they could be taught about winning or losing, to be taught about the sportsmanship, how it's okay to lose, and how to deal with losing at a game, it will teach them that oftentimes in life we have to lose at one or another thing. You know, this job doesn't work out, this project wasn't as expected, or, or this sale didn't go through, or this or that, this house didn't work out, this apartment wasn't the right one. How are they going to handle that later on if they can't handle disappointment earlier in life? Also, delayed reaction, delayed gratification, difficult for kids. The famous test in psychology about the delayed gratification of the marshmallow, one now or two later. A lot of kids couldn't do it. If they learn this when they're young, they could learn much more important lessons easily, more easily swallowable as they get older once they do it when they're young. Number four, family game night teaches flexibility. Family game night teaches flexibility. How? Sometimes a new game just isn't working. Maybe it's too hard. Maybe it's just boring. It's okay to stop and try something different, and that's another good lesson for kids. It's okay. Sometimes it's okay. The game, the game doesn't work. I will tell you oftentimes, this happens with food. But I don't like that snack. But I don't like this. I don't like that. So sometimes we're firm. I'm sorry, this is what I made for dinner. This is what we have. And sometimes, you know, we could be a little flexible. Okay, what do you want to eat? Okay, you don't want that? You don't want the potatoes and the soup I worked so hard at tonight? All right, you want a peanut butter sandwich? You want a, you want a jelly sandwich? They don't like jelly. You want a cream cheese sandwich for this kid or a cheese sandwich for this kid or peanut butter sandwich for this kid? Flexibility. It's good to learn the flexibility, especially when working with games with kids. At the same time, it's okay to skip a family game, and if you're just too tired, would rather watch a movie. Game night should be fun, not stressful, aside from a few teaching moments. Number five, game night results in hours of fun. When I was growing up, this author says, on their Friday night, they have game night every week. Though it was a little too competitive, sometimes they have great memories of those fun times. When they started the tradition with their own family, the kids were a little reluctant and they weren't sure how well it would work out, especially because the oldest in that family has autism and board games could be a challenge. But they had no idea just how much fun was in store. They've spent hours laughing, playing, learning, and growing together as a result of this simple night of fun. Family game night is a wonderful tradition you shouldn't miss out on with your family, with your nuclear family, or with your nuclear nucleus of whatever is your lifestyle if you have roommates at this moment because you're not married yet. Or just you and a spouse right now because you don't have kids yet. Everyone should be zoch at the right time. Don't miss out on this idea. If you're too busy to commit to once a week, try setting aside a night every other week, every even once a month of something. Your family, your roommates, your neighbors will benefit so much from game night. Try it. I remember back in Yeshiva, there were some die-hard fans of different games. They would do it every week. 
and maybe multiple times a week on Shabbos throughout the week, especially Settlers of Catan, which me and my wife have never understood. I've never figured out why it caught on so much. I will trade you three ore for four sheep. I will trade you four wood for seven brick. Seven ore for seven minerals. Seven trees. I don't understand it. I can't follow it. It's not a game that speaks to me, so flexibility-wise, I have to find a different game. But definitely, in Yeshiva, they were very, very hardcore fans. I remember them playing for hours. Hours! I don't understand this game. Why do you love this game? I actually am a big fan of Apples to Apples in, in Yeshiva. That was a great game also. Different games also. I remember, uh, I forget what the name was called. There was also like a game called Mao and a game called, um, not Assassin. There was a different game where like people had to figure out who the who the guy was, who who the who was knocking off the people in the card game. They're very different games, very interesting games. But with the family, tone it down obviously to be a good family game that could work. The question becomes, though, besides for the fun factor, besides for the connecting factor, besides for the obvious elements where it's good for bonding for the immediate family, what are some benefits of the board games? I want to implore you also to reach out, to tell us, to email in, to comment in at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. You could call us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302 about your family game night experience, your board game night experience. Are you bored? Get some board games. If this is something that worked for you and your family, let us know. Comment. And give us a shout, sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. So besides for the fact that there are obvious elements involved in the board games, what other benefits are there in board games itself? So much so that there are such great benefits that Scholastic itself picked up on this movement and points out some elements. Scholastic.com points out, if you bring out board games on cozy Friday nights or over long holiday weekends, know that your kids get big benefits out of this special family time. In addition to teaching them about teamwork, patience, and how to win and lose gracefully, board games can actually benefit kids' brains and language development. And I would add as an OT, also fine motor skill development as well. Number one from Scholastic, board games offer opportunities for early learning. Even simple games help young players identify colors, count spaces, and develop hand-eye coordination and dexterity in moving cards and pieces around the board. Number one, I think of this, is Candyland. What are you doing, Candyland? You have a card. You pick up a card, and it's purple. You have to move the guy from this space to the purple space, or yellow, or blue, or green. They're identifying colors. They're counting spaces, and they're able to have that hand-eye coordination involved in the game. Plus, learning to wait your turn and follow the rules are important lessons that serve kids far beyond the living room floor or the dining room table. Number two, they get older kids' brains buzzing as well. Board games are an easy way to encourage healthy brain development in older kids and teens. Strategy games are useful in helping the frontal lobes of the brain develop, says Beatrice Tauber Pryor, PsyD, doctor of psychology, a clinical psychologist, author, and owner of their private practice, Harborsburg Wellbeing. Those frontal lobes are responsible for executive functioning skills, judgment, planning, 
organizing, making good decisions. I remember thinking back to neurology, probably one of my hardest classes in OT school and grad school, and I would think, F-pot, frontal, parietal, occipital, temporal. What happens in each of the lobes? So I can't remember all of them, of course, but temporal I know is related to auditory and listening and, and hearing, and the back one is uh, is related to the vision, the occipital, and then you have the frontal, which is the judgment, decision-making, and then you have the parietal, which I think is higher-level thinking. I don't remember even that one. I think that's where the homunculus is, which is the different elements of the different limbs in the body. But when it comes to the frontal lobe, we know it's with good decisions, with planning, with organizing, with executive functioning skills, being able to make those judgments, being able to make those decisions, being able to organize yourself throughout your day and that starts at a very young age number three they boost their language skills board games can be a sneaky way of helping school-aged kids work on skills they're struggling with have a reluctant reader a round of the bob books the bob books happy hats beginning reading game will help them expand their vocabulary and flex their spelling kids. Have a kid that has difficulty with fine motor skills whip out the operation game where they have to use the tweezers to get those different elements out of the, the, the person's body, out of their stomach, out of their spleen, out of their chest. Those tweezers are excellent for fine motor. And if they don't do it right, you feel the bzzz, the bzzz, very difficult part of the game. When you try to get the pieces out and you feel that buzzing, but it's excellent for the fine motor skills using those tweezers in that game of operation. Meanwhile, games in which players have to remember seven, several pieces of information at once, who did what and where, might help a child who's having trouble with reading comprehension, all while still having fun. I haven't actually played the game of Clue, but I'm sure that that game helps those budding detectives someone who wants to be a detective later on who done it was it the butler was it the professor was it the teacher was it the cook who was involved those are not actual all the people in the game who was the one that did it who did it was it the professor i don't know maybe maybe he was in the foyer maybe he was in the kitchen this can hone the skills of someone who's very good at detecting things, observing things, and someone who wants to detectivize, making up that word, and wants to figure out things, all while still having fun. Number four, they sharpen your child's focus. Board games, when played without interruptions, can help lengthen a child's attention span, says Pryor. But to reap the benefits, to really reap the benefits, everyone needs to commit to seeing the game through to the end. And this is very difficult, especially with the game Monopoly. You know how long Monopoly could take? It could take hours. I've heard that they made a condensed version. Instead of hours to three three hours, they made a very quick version, an hour and a half. And then I think there's even a faster version. There's many, many different types and versions of Monopoly out there. But it's good and important to see a game through to its end, even if it's difficult. If your family sits down for a game of Chinese checkers, be sure to complete a full game without everyone checking their phone, asking Alexa to play a song, or turning on the TV for the latest football scores. Adds prior, finishing a board game without interruptions will help lengthen the declining attention span of kids in a world filled with digital distractions. Number five, from Scholastic, they teach the value of teamwork. 
Board games often offer kids meta messages about life. Your luck can change in an instant. You ever play the game of life? Literally, you could land on a square. Good job winning the lottery. You could land on a job. Good job being a doctor. What's the salary schedule? Seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, or you could land on a on a different thing and and this and that. Your luck can change in an instant, and we call that hashkacha. We call that the the divine will of Hashem of God, but it really can change in a minute, for better or for worse, God forbid. But in addition to teaching them that nothing is guaranteed, board games are a good way to encourage kids of different ages to team up and work together. Something they'll need to do throughout life. Form teams of older kids working with their younger siblings or choose a game like the Brainiac game or race across the USA which have questions tailored to grades 1 to 6 so everyone is challenged fairly. Number 6 from Scholastic Board Games are an alternative to time out. The next time you find yourself going through a rough patch with one of your kids, I will tell you that it happens often when you have multiple kids, Baruch Hashem. When you have a rough patch with one of your kids, consider playing a board game together instead of sending them to their room or sending them to the cozy corner, as they call it, in one of my kids' schools or sending them to go to the basement or the attic for time out. I often use board games as a mechanism to work on the parent-child relationship, explains Regine Galanti, Ph.D. from YU a licensed clinical psychologist and professor at the Furkoff Graduate School of Psychology at Yeshiva University in New York City. Do you know that I am a psychology undergrad? My BA is in psychology. And do you know that one of the people offering classes in psychology was actually Professor Galanti? I don't remember actually taking a class from him. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But how cool to have one of the professors from my school quoted in an article here on Scholastic.com. Awesome. They could also be used to increase frustration tolerance in a child, Galanti explains. In other words, taking turns, practicing patience during a game, even when things do not go their way, especially when things do not go their way, can help little ones practice more respectful responses than stomping off and slamming their bedroom door shut. Number seven from Scholastic.com. The benefits of board games. Board games can help soothe anxiety. In a world filled with distractions, filled with terrible news, filled with so much stimuli, so much stressor, so much stuff out there, so much anxiety, what can we do to help kids? Simple, simple answer. Family game night with board games. They may help anxious kids learn how to navigate friendships more easily. Because they're structured, board games can provide an easier way to build interpersonal relationships with peers since the child knows what's expected of them, says Galanti. For kids who struggle with striking up conversations with others, Galanti recommends games that promote structured opportunities for chatter, such as guessing games like Guess Who? One of my favorite games to play with students is Guess Who? It's a simple game, an easy game for them to learn. It's basically yes or no questions. Is it a boy? Yes or no. Is there a mustache? Does he have a mustache? Yes or no. Does she have red hair? Yes or no. Does she wear glasses? Yes or no. Does she have blue eyes? Does he have blue eyes? Does he wear glasses? Does he have blonde hair? Guess who? It's an excellent game. I also oftentimes like my students to help me set up the game, especially when we open it for the first time, because you have to get those little pieces. You have to... to 
pluck out, push out those little cards that go into the holders and you open the holders. It's very difficult to find motorways to get it set up if they can. That in and of itself is half the session. And then we can play the game a few times and see how they do. Board games can help soothe anxiety. Number eight. Board games can show kids how to be a good loser. We talked about this earlier. If you're playing with a child who has low frustration tolerance and losing is really difficult for them, like really difficult for them, they're going to kick, they're going to scream, they're going to throw the game across the board, board games might be difficult for them, but maybe it could actually help them. You can use the board game to help them. If losing is really difficult for them, allowing them to break the rules at first can make the game more tolerable and fun for them, says Galanti. But my goal is often to purposely play by the rules, encourage them to use coping skills, and promote resilience when things don't go their way. For instance, you might say, I'm so proud of you for staying calm even though you picked a card you didn't like. I hope next time you pick a good one. I really hope next time there's a good one for you. It might be difficult for the kids at first but it's important for them to understand, to use the game, to have that coping skills, to have that resilience for them to be involved. I hope next time you pick up a good card, I hope it works for you next time, assuming that there will be a next time, telling them that there will be a next time involved in the game as well. Even when things don't go your way, even when things are not going your way, I hope next time you pick a good one. Board games, also number nine. Board games, final one from Scholastic.com. Board games are a great way to unplug. Mentioned this earlier. The lack of technology required to play board games makes them special. They are a simple way to get quality, screen-free time with the kids. And you might be surprised by how much they love playing. Prior mentions how families are struggling to find the balance between digital and real-life connections. But board games provide a tool for that emotional connection to each other. Order pizza, or order whatever you want. Make it a way to celebrate the start of the weekend together, to celebrate a night, celebrate the, the halfway point, especially a Wednesday night, whatever. Celebrate life itself. Order that pizza, order that food, sit down with the game, and have a blast. There are many reasons why board games are fantastic, and I want to point out some other reasons that I found as well, especially from a health website. Health Fitness Revolution will explain to us some wonderful benefits as well. If there are benefits you have seen to board games in your life, I'm happy to hear them. SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Feel free to chat me. Feel free to message me at SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. You could also call us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. Send us a line. Send us a message. Feel free to come on. Again, don't forget, you can listen to us on many different forums and formats and platforms. The Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. On the Google Play Store, the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app, on the Apple App Store, the Sheer Enjoyment Radio channel on Naki Radio, that wonderful, awesome Jewish internet radio player, the JRoot Radio app, the JRoot Radio channel, and JRoot website. Of course, for Monday nights at 8.30, you could also listen to us on the live stream link. You can call us at 520 453 
And you can always listen to us afterwards on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app when we loop the shows throughout the week. Or on the Tiny Talks podcast channel on Tiny Talks Life. You can join the WhatsApp group. You can also listen to the Tiny Talks podcast on the Tiny Talks podcast channel on Naki Radio as well. So let's look at what Health Rep Fitness Revolution points out. Why are board games so awesome? Board games allow you to have fun and feel good. One of the side effects of playing board games is laughing. Laughing has been shown to increase endorphins. Those are those wonderful chemicals that bring up the feeling of happiness. Sharing laughter and fun can promote empathy, compassion, and trust with others. Board games can promote family time. We talked about this already throughout the radio show tonight. Sitting down with family with no interruptions may feel like an impossible thing in your home. As everyone has different schedules, which pushes them to opposite directions. But playing games with your kids or with your friends is a perfect way to spend time together and build learning schools at the same time. Playing a board game after family dinner, as we mentioned in the beginning, is an excellent way to get closer to your family, get closer to your kids while strengthening your family bond. Family board games are excellent for memory formation and cognitive skills. I don't know if you've ever played these match games with the cards. You have to figure out where they are, or there's a guess who matching, or I can't think of offhand, but there are other games where you have to find the connections, find the matches, and then you get to keep the matches. There's also the cool games like set. Memory formation and cognitive skills, allowing your kids to play a board game that helps them practice essential cognitive skills is excellent, especially when it helps them practice essential cognitive skills like problem solving. The hippocampus and prefrontal cortex in the brain especially benefit from playing board games. These areas of the brain are responsible for complex thought and memory formation. Board games help the brain retain and build cognitive associations well into old age as well. Board games reduce the risk for mental diseases, God forbid. One of the primary benefits of playing board games is reducing the risk of cognitive decline, such as that associated with dementia and Alzheimer's, God forbid. Lola, they know we shouldn't have nerve from such things. Keeping your mind engaged and active and sharp means you are exercising it and building it stronger. A stronger brain has lower risks of losing its power. Have you ever seen individuals, older adults and older individuals and individuals in general, adults, doing these pseudocos, doing these crossword puzzles, doing these word finds, why do they do them? They don't have anything better to do with their time? Of course not. It helps with the brain. It helps with keeping the mind sharp, razor sharp. It helps it keep it active and keeps it healthy and keeps it going. It keeps it using the brain to try to find different things. Finding these items, finding these objects, finding these people kind of one of the small elements that are trying to do with Find 5. You get the kids engaged and you get people to look and try to seek and find different items. Finding the difference, spotting the difference, spotting the items, highlights, hidden items, where's Waldo? Find the difference. All these different things are many times I've done it with many of my students. I've done it with my kids as well. Keeps the mind sharp and active. We want to make sure to build this the brain exercise and make it stronger. A stronger brain has lower risks of losing its power, God forbid. Do you know that board games also help to lower blood pressure? Along with laughing and increasing your endorphins, the board game can help you lower or maintain your blood pressure. This release of endorphins help muscles to relax and blood to circulate, which evidently will lower your blood pressure. High blood pressure is associated with a greater risk of artery damage, God forbid, heart disease, God forbid, and stroke. God forbid, among others. 
Board games can also speed up your responses. Get yourself a board game like chess, checkers, or Monopoly, and in time, you might be better at being able to find those hard-to-find car keys with having to look for them in the entire house. Scientists at the University of Toronto in Canada assess two groups' ability to search for and find an object. The results showed that study participants who regularly played video games were far quicker at locating the target than those who didn't play. And I would venture to say, not just video games, but those who regularly play board games would be quicker to find that target than those who didn't play. Board games can also help reduce stress. You can always benefit from a healthy distraction like playing board games since it is an excellent way to kick back and relax. According to an online survey by Real Networks Incorporated, a casual games developer found that 64% of respondents said they play games as a way to unwind and relax, and 53% play for stress relief. So board games can be a way to reduce stress. I know growing up there was a special group among the ladies, Mahjong, which which in and of itself is kind of like a board game too. I don't really understand the game. I don't really hop the game really in in all with these different dragons and different symbols and whatnot, but it itself is a wonderful game. It's a way to connect, a way to interact with people, a way to have the healthy benefit, a healthy distraction, a way to have social interaction is fantastic as well. Do you know that board games can also grow your immune system? Research has shown that negativity, depression, and stress can reduce your ability to fight disease. God forbid. Positive feelings and thoughts like the laughter and enjoyment that always come with board games, prevent these effects by releasing some chemicals that fight stress and boost your immune system. A simple board game could give rise to the survival genes and activate them in your brain, making the brain cells live longer and helping to fight disease. Board games also help with child development. Board games can play a very important role in child health and brain development. Board games can help children develop logic and reasoning skills improve critical thinking and boost spatial reasoning seeing the space around you encouraging children to play different types of board games can also increase verbal and communication skills while helping develop attention skills and ability to concentrate and focus for longer periods of time and of course it's good for the fine motor skills lastly therapy treatment board games can be great as therapy treatment itself many board games require the use of fine motor skills to pick up or move pieces, actions that take both coordination and dexterity. Regular practice and activity improve these basic skills, which is important for children, people with mental or physical disabilities, the elderly, and those recovering from accidents, God forbid. Board games are very helpful when they're added to occupational therapy treatments. Lo and behold, look at that right there. From Healthy Wellness Mind. Board games are very helpful when added to OT treatment. I did not write this article, but very happy that we're right in there in Health Fitness Revolution. Board games are very helpful when added to OT treatment as well as in places like classrooms for special needs to help improve muscle and nerve function over time. Board games itself can be therapeutic. Board games itself can be treatment. Can be incorporated into OT treatment. Occupational therapy treatment. Board games are awesome. Are you bored? Get yourself some board games. And there's many out there, many, many out there. There are also many from a Jewish perspective. 
even if you don't want to play this this the secular board games, there are many many di- different Jewish board games out there. There is a Monopoly Jerusalem version, by the way. I looked it up. Very cool. And that one comes from Eichler's. How cool is that? There are different memory Jewish games. There's Ot Ot, And there's many, many games out there. There's the Jewish Candyland version, which is the Brachos Land. There are many games based on Hanukkah. There's the Yiddish Cup. There's so many out there. It's a really beautiful thing. There's even the Jewish edition, the Booby edition of Apples to Apples. There's Kosher Land, which is like Brachos Land, which is like Candyland. There is Mitzvah Match. And I'm only naming a couple of them now. There's a Chillin' Game. There's so many out there. You just have to look into it. You can find it. There's Sukkot Bingo and there are puzzles and, and the like as well. There's so many games out there and you could just look for it involved as well. So when it comes to board games, you can find a Jewish alternative. We talked about this in Hobbies and Games, the Jewish Ways. But lo and behold, you could really find a Jewish alternative to find the board game. It doesn't have to be a non-Jewish version. We're happy any board game involved, especially if it's Jewish in nature and Jewish in elements, it would be all awesome. There's Brachos Lato and Match the Mitzvah. There's Lotto Shabbos and Ot Laot, Building Words. There's Banana Grams, the Hebrew edition using the Hebrew letters, which I think is awesome. There's Sulam Haotiot, which I think is like Scrabble for the Jewish edition. Kosher Land and Mitzvah Match. There's a different OTOs game in Ravarasi, which I think is Othello or Checkers. There's Zikaron. There's also, by the way, if you want to think about a, a very simple version of a card game, you could get the mitzvah cards and the Torah cards, which I always loved growing up. Try to collect all those, and that's literal, literal legit Torah involved in the Torah cards, where you yeah, you have these different elements of aspects of the Torah. It shows a, a picture on the front, and it shows different facts in the back. There's also rabbi cards and Jewish cards you could collect. There's Aleph Bays. And there's Back to the Temple Monopoly game. There's Cheshbon Barishom, Highway to Heaven, Show for Adventure. I actually went to Eichler's to see what they have. Have the loan, Separation, Shopping Game, Shape and Color Triangle Game. Of course, the Monopoly Jerusalem. There's there's Twisted Kichel's card game, which I think is a, a brilliant name. But in general, there are many different games, and there's so many more out there. I just wanted to point out a few. When it comes to different things involved, we can find the games and we can be involved in the games. We just have to look for them and how to find them. You just type in the Jewish board game and you'll find it yourself. But even when you look, there's a Let My People Go and the Tic-Tac-Toe and Who Am I? And there's the Lotto Hebrew and we talked about the Mitzvah match. And all you have to do is really do a little, little research. Not even research, just type it in and you can find it. There's Jewish trivia games. You can even look on Amazon for for Jewish games. Match it and Shabbos and Red Dreidel, Blue Dreidel. There are different games. Hanukkah Checkers game and uh, Right Light has many different games as well. These are all simple things to find. Aleph Bet Adventure. It's simple and easy to find these board games. And I want to talk about real board games as well, not just the Jewish ones. All we have to do is look a little bit in it. There's Taboo Jewish Edition as well, Shopping for Shabbos. When it comes to these things, all we have to do is is look a little bit into it and we could find it. But I have a list of actual board games that I use with my own students and in general use it as well throughout life. I want to talk about a little bit about them. Really cool aspects of fine motor aspects that are involved in these games as well. 
And it's really important for kids and for us grown-ups and people in general. We want it to be that we could use these games and that they have the fine motor elements and they have the different elements as well. But before we go to that, I want to point out that besides the taboo and the apples to apples, the Jewish edition and the junior edition, mitzvahs, we could do a quick shtick, perfect matches, aleph bet sudoku, category maven, it says, and uh, play and bake. Hanukkah games, let's celebrate Hanukkah. There's many, many, many more games. I just can't remember them offhand and find them offhand. But there are many ways of going about it as well. And you could find all of these games if you want to look around for them. So all we have to do is look a little bit and find a little bit and you could see it and you could find it. I definitely remember the 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 Hebrew version of Scrabble and I remember the Hebrew edition of Bananagrams. I've seen that many times. But there are many other different games that you could use that would be awesome in life as well. So when we think about the games, when we think about board games in life, the ones that come to mind right away, of course, are Monopoly. That's a big one. That's probably one of the first ones I could recall. You know, as a kid playing that game, it was difficult to finish a game, but very cool nonetheless to be involved in the game. And that's that's one of the number one games. There's Risk, of course, has nice little pieces. Pictionary involved in drawing. I like that game a lot. There's Moncala that has good little pieces. Charades is a game that you don't have to play with a board game, but you could use a, a um, you could use a scorekeeper board or you could use a paper. I like always involving the pen and the paper, even when doing a board game with kids. I like to justify anything that we do in the therapy if we're working on a writing goal as long as we have some writing. So let's play a game, buddy. Let's play a game, Charlie. I'm not a real student. And afterwards, tell me four sentences about why you like the game. Or if we're playing the game of, you know, if we're playing bananagrams or we're putting words together, make sure, Charlie, you write down every word you come up with on the board. And if we have more time, make sure you use four of the words from the game and use it in a sentence. Make sure you have good writing. Make sure you have good spacing. Make sure you have good size lettering and orientation to the line different ways of involving the OT element. But then there's, of course, Jenga, which is a great game. Using that three-jaw chuck, using that tripod grasp of the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. Big fan of that. Trivial Pursuit has little pieces. Life is Great has little pieces. Monopoly, we talked about, of course, has little pieces. And I just saw recently a Jerusalem version, a Jewish version. How cool. Backgammon has little pieces. And Checkers and Chess have little pieces. Scrabble, of course, has little pieces. Also, when we're playing Scrabble, I'll have them write down the words and keep track of the points. Because Scrabble, every letter has a point. So if Charlie puts down the word, and the word is toys, and T has a letter value, and O has a letter value, Y is a letter value, and S is a letter value. Okay, Charlie, put it down. How many points did you get from the word? How many points did you get from a double word score, a triple word score, a triple letter score, a double letter score, a single letter score? And how do we keep track of the points? How do we keep track? Let's do some math. So we could also get addition involved. So that's a great session, OT-wise, in my opinion. When you have a kid that could do it, we have some writing, we have some addition, we have some fine motor elements, and they're having a blast. They get to go to OT and play games. Who doesn't love that? And what kind of a great job is it, right, as an OT where we could play games for a living and involve those elements? Nothing better. There's also Blocus, which has these great pieces. They have to try to fill up the board, and whoever fills up the board with the most pieces get rid of their pieces first. It's very cool. I like that game a lot. Rummy Cup is great. You know, that involves math, too, making sure you have the 30 points or 50 points, depending on your version. And it, it has different color elements involved, following the sequencing, awesome involved in Rummy Cup. There's Uno. 
which is great. Follow the number, follow the colors. Candyland is great, you know, color identification and taking turns and, and trying to find where you're up to. Sorry has nice, small, fine motor elements as well. I like Trouble a lot because it has that popper where you have to push down and it takes some effort on the fingers, working on the muscles of the fingers. And uh, Operation is really awesome, awesome, awesome for fine motor skills. That has that awesome tweezers and you have to get in there and hop that piece, get that piece and try to get out without basically destroying the things around you without pressing the buzzer around. But there are many, many different games. I'm just pointing out some of the games here involved in board games, thinking about the different elements of the different games involved. And when we think about different games also, we have Stratego and Chinese Checkers. I'm a huge fan of Guess Who. I mentioned it earlier. I really, really like that game. We have, especially when I set it up with the student, as we mentioned earlier, getting those cards, punching out those pieces, and attaching those pieces, putting it into the, the element of the game, putting it into the holder, and then they have to try to figure out who it is. And it's only yes or no questions. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? You can't say, is it a boy or a girl? Because answering that is not answering a yes or no question. And then when they finish the round, again, I have them write, or we talk about, you know, some elements of the game. I like Guess Who. It was fun. I want to play a game. I can't wait till next time. I like getting that four sentences in with a couple of words per sentence. And then you can take the games and you could go with it. So on the board, maybe on the blackboard, we'll write who won that game, or, or Mr. Tani versus Charlie, Mr. Tani versus whatever. Who won the first game? Who won the second game? Who won the third game? Help me put away the pieces. Help me set up the pieces. Battleship is also a fantastic, fantastic board game. Those pieces, even if you play the full version, especially if you play the travel version, those pieces are so, so small, so ridiculously small. you got to get those fingers to, to pull out the white piece if you miss, to pull out the red piece if you get a hit, to pull out the ship, the two-person ship, the three-person ship, the four-person ship, the five-person ship. Someone's very much holding in this game will remember the names of it better. I know there's a cruiser and a sinker and a battleship. And, uh, and a this and a that. Battleship is excellent. Excellent for fine motor skills. And oftentimes in Battleship you have to play a couple of rounds. So you see who gets better and who does better as the game goes along. Yahtzee is a cool game also literally for writing. And Boggle is an excellent game also literally for writing. You literally have to write based on the letters around and how many words can you make as the timer goes. I like the timer actually a lot of times. It's difficult when you do it, but in general, you know, there's there's the timer gives it the time limit. That reminds me of the game Perfection, where you have to get the pieces in before it, pu- before it, it pulls off. There's also Topple, trying to get all those pieces without the, the pieces falling off. Don't Break the Ice is a great game also, where you have to break the ice to try to get the person, break the ice piece but not fall the person down. I forget the, the name of the game, but there was a game where there was, ah, Kerplunk, is a really cool game too. You have to pull out the the pieces. Pick up sticks is a really cool game too. That's a real fine motor game. You know, picking up those sticks, involving the elements. Really cool games. I remember growing up with also as well. Spirograph is a literal writing game that needs to have a pen involved, and you can make really cool designs using it. Twister is a full body game. Othello is a real or reversey depending on the version. It's a really cool game. I can't remember to play it offhand. Mastermind is excellent, excellent game. Really cool fine motor elements. The whole game with the little white and little black pieces, depending on if it's the right color, wrong place, or wrong color, right place. 
And you only get like 10 guesses. A really, really cool game. I remember reading an article on Ace. I think Rabbi Cooper Smith was playing the game with his son who has special needs. And his son, or whoever it was with the special needs, did even better than the regular gen ed regular kid. Very fascinating. Mastermind of school game. And then there's Clue as well involved. But there are so, so, so many games out there. I, I can't list them all offhand, but I just wanted to mention a few of them. When it comes to board games, there are really good things involved in the board games. It's a way of getting the family night together. It's a way of playing these wonderful games. Connect Four is a great game also I might have mentioned or not. Love getting those pieces involved. Love setting up the the game and taking out the game. Sequence is not a game I've played. The Game of Life we talked about also is excellent. There's so many games. Mancala is great too. You could list hundreds of hundreds of games. There's so many games out there. I can't even remember all the games out there, let alone mention all of them. But if you're bored with your spouse or those around you, you're bored with your spouse. I'm saying if you're bored and want to figure out what to do with your spouse or with your kids, aside from Torah and learning, which is, of course, beautiful and the first thing that should be done. But Family Game Night is a really nice thing. It's a really nice initiative that I remember seeing already as a kid. Family game night could be a really simple solution to get people to sit down, to get people to play, to get people involved, and to get people to sit and just have a great time together. There are cognitive benefits. There are social benefits, even though here we didn't talk about it so much as one of the benefits. Of course, there's social benefits, interacting with the family members, talking with those around us, being involved with those around us. If you're bored, are you bored? Grab some board games. Board games are awesome. Board games are fantastic. We have a whole game closet full of board games, thank God. They're so cool to be involved with, and we want it to be. In our lives, we use our time well, and we use our relaxation well, and we use our elements to to be involved with our families. Put away those devices. Have a nice dinner together. Put away those devices. Have a nice game night together. You won't be sorry you did, and it doesn't even have to be with the game of sorry. But there are so many games out there. There's so many board games out there. There's so many different things you could play out there with your kids, with your spouse, with those around you. And 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 you know, there's a there's a very interesting stereotype that as people get older, 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 they're always playing bridge or they're always playing cards. I don't know why that is, or mahjong. The ladies are playing mahjong. I don't know why that is, but in general, board games are awesome. Board games are fantastic. Board games are a simple way, an awesome way. To play different games. I encourage you to get board games in your life. You won't be bored. You won't be sorry. You won't be in the pursuit of something trivial, but you will be involved in some awesome elements to your day. And we hope it will be awesome for you and those around your way. Join us next time as we talk here on Tani Talks Radio, a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Again, you can listen to us in many different forums on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app, on iPhone app, or on the Google Play app. You can listen to us throughout the week, not just the radio show, which is live, thank God, but we also have the Parsha and the OT and the Pirkei Avos and the DAF. You could join our WhatsApp group. Feel free to ma- email me at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com to be on that WhatsApp group. And you can be involved in our different ventures. We're trying to go about different things here on Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. God willing, hopefully we'll see you next time here on Tani Talks Radio. Thanks for joining us, and I'm your host, Tani.